This Abu Dhabi betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet. Three six five. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Uh, it is that time we have reached, and I say this with all the tears in my eyes, but still a smile on my face, the last race of the Formula One season. We have reached Abu Dhabi, which again puts an end to this this fantastic season of F1. I got to tell you, I know Max Verstappen hasn't stopped winning since he got behind the wheel, but there's still been so much to, to cheer for. There's been so much to root for. And I still think that we've had our fun watching these races, regardless of the ultimate and sometimes inevitable finish here uh, in these races, Cody. So uh, it is the F1 Gambling Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Ah, Cody, can you believe we reached the end? <sighs> We've made it. First full season of the F1 Gambling Podcast. Yes. We started last season, you know, midway, three quarters of the way through the season. But we've made it through a full season now. Uh, and yeah, sad it's coming to an end, obviously. We love the racing. We love betting on it. What a show we got this past weekend. We'll dive into that. But man, it was, it was good. The good news, Rod, is already 2024 futures up. You can bet on the the championship. You can bet on the constructors championship. I won't spoil it. There is one team that's a little bit heavily favored. I don't know if you'd be able to guess or not. Uh, I'm but, thinking it's Alfa Romeo. Yeah, damn. How'd you know? I'm just <laughs> I, thinking thinking out of the box here. That's that's me. And there's also Bahrain testing. Uh, the car to set the fastest lap. You can bet on the team. So you're already getting props up for this next season. So that gives us some stuff to talk about this off season. I, guess i don't know if we're doing off-season shows but i think we probably will i think we should do at least one <laughs> or two yeah, we'll do it we'll throw a couple out yeah there, right? i feel like so, we should keep it going yeah so that is the good news we've at least got stuff to keep talking about and we've got one more race this weekend to talk about of course um as, as they head to abu dhabi to finish off the season but uh how about the, how about that vegas race rod <laughs> You know, and it's funny because obviously we talked about it the entire, well, I mean, the episode leading up to the to the race itself. But I mean, on social media and in, even in the NASCAR gambling podcast here and there, a lot of my friends that are in Vegas right now and they live in Vegas, they weren't very thrilled with the, with the way the whole thing was taking up the strip. And I mean, it was just a giant inconvenience for them. And then 
you know, you get to practice and you get to P2, P1, P1, T2, and you're just like, oh, maybe this was a gigantic uh, hassle for almost no reason because you got the P1 getting cut short because of, what was it, who was it, signs, right? That, that, that yeah, it was signs yeah. that crashed out <laughs> of, the, of the first practice. I mean, most of the people didn't even get to put a lap down, and here we are. And then, of course, P2 gets delayed, and now you're like, oh, my they God. kick all the fans out, and it's like, oh, oh. boy. Like, this, and, and I heard uh, Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi uh, talking about how this was, like, so NASCAR Chicago race vibes. Like, it was the same exact thing. Like, all the hype leading up to it. Like, oh, this is going to be so great, and there was a lot of detractors going into it. I mean, Verstappen was very public about how he didn't like any of it and he wasn't happy. And, and, you know, there's, you got the two facets of, wow, this is going to be so cool and it's a great setting and it's, di you know, and all this. And then the people of, you know, oh, this is stupid. And how is this going to work? How are you going to pull it off? And then it starts off kind of as a shit show and you've got the FP one incident and signs gets a penalty when should he have probably maybe not gotten a penalty because it was kind of the F one's fault. And then the, they delay FP2 and they kick the fans out and they basically say, fuck you, we're not going to refund. We're not going to give you, like, here's a voucher for the uh, uh, hat. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, which was all interesting. Um, but yeah, started off as kind of a shit show. And then it ends up being like just this great event and holy shit, the racing we got on, on Saturday evening slash Sunday morning, whatever it was, like this was one. I, I was glad I stayed up to watch it. And it, I mean, it delivered from, from lights out all the way and literally until, unfortunately, until the last lap, uh, there was action and, and stuff that was affecting our bets, uh, unfortunately at the end there, but it, it ended up, uh, you know, starting off a little rocky, like you said, and it was like, oh boy, what have we got ourselves into? And then by the end of it, it's like, all right, let's, uh, glad we're coming back for another 10 years. Cause, uh, this was pretty fun. I didn't look into the precedent that was set because I, I, I agree with you in that, I don't think signs should have been penalized on that one. I mean, how how freak accident of it, you know, for that to to just pop up and hit him, you know, it's right. like a water a water valve malfunction, a water casing malfunction. Like, yeah. I, I know they said it had happened before, but did they? I mean, yeah, and I apply and the so same I penalty, right? And I don't know. Again, we're we're still newer to F one, and I I can't recall of recently an episode like that, and. I get both sides of it, right? Sometimes there's things that are out of your control. And, you know, oh, if I, if a guy drops a piece of debris and it causes a puncture, like, oh, that wasn't your fault. No, but but in this case, with it being part of the track, but then again, it's, you know, it's just the luck of racing. And sometimes that's how things go. So uh, you can make the case either way. I, I think there should be, you know, like in NASCAR, again, as NASCAR guys, there's, there's that special circumstances rule that's literally every rule in NASCAR's rule book says, except under special circumstances. So at any point they can invoke special circumstances. And I feel like that's probably a place where you invoke, hey, we kind of fucked up here. Um, but as we know, the FIA doesn't really like to take the blame, uh, you know, because then it leads to the whole, you know, not letting fans in and, and, just not refunding and saying fuck you, which was a whole other thing. But uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I, it's I think like, it's, it's kind of shitty to penalize them when it's it's just something happened on the circuit. It's a, especially a brand new circuit. Like, but in NASCAR, we've seen we've literally seen tracks fall apart too, and chunks of of concrete come up and go through a car, and well, too fucking bad. Like, so I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like in the military. There's that that clause, the commander's discretion clause, right? Where anything can be overturned with a, the commander's signature. I, I feel like that's a, a rule that needs to be invoked somewhere in that as well. But you're right. I mean, you get in that that whole red tape area of okay, but you know, we we told this guy this one time, and then this happened, and you know, if 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 this happens now, and all of a sudden you create a way for that to happen again not to, to say that you ever could but like you know eh, whatever i see i, the I slippery see the slippery slope argument the right? slippery slope yeah well, yeah. well you, you called that one xfinity race short now so are you just gonna start doing it all the time and it's like no because there's this really was a, a special circumstance and that's why right but yeah again it, it, it can be the slippery slope so who knows it it's what they decided and and as we saw in the race, the stewards aren't always the best at handing out the appropriate penalties. So who knows? <laughs> no, they're not. And, and definitely uh, we could have that argument all day. But I want to talk about the race itself. I want to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Bet365 because we're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. You get props, sides, not the Thanksgiving sides. You know what sides. We're talking totals, live bets. Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlays. Plus, they even have an early payout offer. If your team goes up 17 points, sign up today. Choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Hang tight, because the bets that I'm about to give you for this uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix are from Bet365, so I'll give you all my favorite bets after this. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right, Cody? Well, 50 laps of that Las Vegas Grand Prix, but the same result we've seen 17 other times before that. Max Verstappen wins the race. and And look, for as much as he complained, for as much as he whined, for as much as he was even saying at the end, too, uh, that, that he was whining some more. I've never seen a guy, well, maybe I have, whine so much as as he's winning as Max Verstappen. But he crosses the finish line, wins the race, takes home Las Vegas, takes home a street circuit course. But, yeah, that, that headline's the same. But the race was a lot better, I think, than than what the headlines read because obviously three leaders in that race between Leclerc on the pole, Verstappen later on, and then, of course, Sergio Perez uh, doing his thing, too, in the middle of that. But uh, up and down, though, there was a lot of, of good strategy being played out, a lot of movers, a lot of shakers, not a lot of uh, chaos as we expected, but there was enough of it to keep it interesting as well. Yeah, exactly. And yes, Max won again and, and all that, but... Boy, he had to earn it. I mean, he faced adversity. He had issues. He had bad, not bad strategy, but like bad timing as far as strategy that worked out for some other people. He went through the whole gamut of everything, fought and clawed his way back up there and still finds a way to win the race. Again, the talent that this guy has, sure, it's one of the fastest cars out there. And, and well, it is the fastest car out there every week. But look at what he was able to do despite everything going against him whereas when one thing doesn't go for his teammate it he sucks so there's that but uh well maybe we'll get into that but a <laughs> little better at checkout right now because god damn it but anyways uh yeah i mean just 
so impressive what Max was able to do. And and he put on a hell of a show, right? It made for a good race. And again, let's just give him a grid penalty every race and see what he can do just to just to, to liven it up, make it a little more exciting, right? Once you've once you've clinched the constructors title, uh, or you know, and once you've if you clinch both of them, which Red Bull has, Max obviously has weeks ago, you just have to start at the back every week and uh, give everyone else a, a fair shot at, at things and, and watch Max just run his way all the way through the grid. I think that's uh, that should be the new rule we implement going forward. But, no, he did a great job. And, and, again, the action throughout the race, I mean, across the whole grid, there was battles throughout the day. There was strategy. There was timing on things. There was making pits. There was not making pits. All, all sorts of stuff that went into it. Uh, and just really provided for a, a thrilling race uh, down on the on the Vegas Strip there. Well, and then when you add in the the drama of even Turn One, right, where it literally just everybody was getting together. There was wings being lost. Uh, obviously, Verstappen was challenged on that lap as well. So, I mean, you know, there was only a little bit of beating, beating and banging in the beginning of that race that made obviously our days a little bit more difficult and. I'm sure a lot of the drivers uh, a little more difficult, but like you said, this is one of the first times that we haven't seen Max Verstappen just pull out to this thirty-some-odd second lead, where he can take a pit and and literally not lose any any spots. This time, he actually lost a spot in the pits. I had to fight his way back up from what was it, sixth or seventh after the stop. I mean, yeah, he had to he had to claw his way back up. He hard tires versus mediums. It was, yeah, again. If you are listening to this, you already know. We don't have to beat you over the head as far as, uh, you know, how these these F1 races play out, even though the result may be the same. There's still a lot that goes into it. And then, of course, as we've done, we've given you reasons to look up and down the grid uh, in that. Are we going to recap the bets? Are we going to go over the bets yeah, that we let's, made? Let's, let's, let's go through the bets real quick. All right, quick. let's do that. We started off with Checo. Both of us were on him. We, we just kind of rode the ladder. Took him to qualify in the pole. That was stupid. 18 to 1, but... Dude, he just—he's not a good qualifier. Like I—I I don't know. He just—he keeps getting out early in qualifying and puts himself behind the eight ball. That's kind of why I thought the rest of our bets were screwed early on, but came to find out they weren't so much. I took him at the podium finish plus one sixty-two. That one did cash. You had him at the top two plus five hundred. Rod, if the race was one lap shorter, that would have cashed as well. Okay, so I'm going to—I'm going to blame. Verstappen on that one. I'm going to blame him for not. Everybody knew he was going to win the damn race, and and even still, even if he would have backed up to give uh, Checo a little bit more slipstream, it was not yeah. going to give Leclerc an opportunity to pass Verstappen. Nobody was passing Verstappen, but he did not how, back it up. You you can't really blame him too much. I mean, how hard is it to? Oh no, Cody! You, I just want to blame him. I just want to blame him. I don't even care. <laughs> I got it. I get like, it. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Irrationality be damned. Like, I, Ugh, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, just a little bit pissed it's off. It's hard to ask a guy to, hey, back off the lead a little bit, just, to, you know, and then something happens, yeah. and then it's his fault. And, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Checo, uh, that's the second, was that second race in a row where he got passed in the last lap and, and cost betters. And, man, we put all this faith into him going into Mexico. He starts well in that race. Like, okay, first turn just gets destroyed. Race is over. All the bets are gone. Then in this one, he starts bad, and you're like, yeah, you know, kind of just burn those slips. Like, damn, that's too bad. Then the strategy falls perfectly. He gets the damage on the first lap, goes in and pits, gets the tire changes. Then you have the safety car that works out perfectly. Ferrari fucks up again and doesn't take the tires, and you're like, here you go. 
and then Max is Max and gets him. But you're just like, okay, that's all right. We had him to win, and that sucks, you know, because we'll just we'll throw it out there. Had him to win as well at at twenty to one. Had him the fastest lap to ten to one. Had him the fastest lap and win at twenty two hundred to one. Again, road Perez hard on this one, but at least he's going to hold on a second. You're going to catch the podium. You're going to catch the second place, and then on the last lap, you could just you knew it was coming, and and there it was, and and uh. I was hoping he could hold him off. I honestly, I thought because it wasn't as easy to pass as it right. looked. I had, oh, had the older tires, like so. It looked like oh, okay. I mean, going in that last lap, it was like, here we go. He's gonna have a chance, but but hopefully Checo can hold him off, and then he just doesn't, and it's like, oh brother, you're killing me. <clears throat> Killed a five to one in the end too. So not yeah. very thrilled about that one. Um, not very thrilled see. about this next one either. Be honest with you. <laughs> Ah, yes. Uh, I had Pierre Gasly, points finish, plus 150. Easy peasy. This was cashing the entire day. Was it two laps to go? Is that when he got passed? Yep. Uh, whatever it was, it was it was very late and and uh, just absolutely disgusting. Gasly gets passed by Piastri. Um, Piastri, didn't he? I think he had to come pit late. He bought, well, he boxed late because he hadn't pitted earlier like they ran it super long he pits he ends up stealing the fastest lap takes Gasly's points finish plus 150 but this is one that should have cashed I mean Gasly started uh fifth place Albon started right there with him I mean they, these guys were all up there and uh just should have had it it was very unfortunate but uh his teammate Ocon ends up being the one that ends up in fourth place getting the points finish but not to be for uh, Mr. Gasly also had Kevin Magnuson plus 600. This one looked really nice because Magnuson starts up in ninth place, uh, avoids kind of the chaos right there in the first lap. And then where the, the strategy early helped out our guy in Checo, it hurt Magnuson, put him behind the eight ball and just never really recovered from there. Uh, so that was unfortunate. I did parlay them together as well. Plus 1510. This would have had a shot. I think, if we didn't have that early incident and uh, in, in the strategy and then the safety car, I think these this really might have had a chance for both of these to cash and to hit the parlay. Um, but I was willing to give that up for Checo to, to ride it there and get the win. And, uh, of course, he doesn't do that either. So got screwed in both ways. Speaking of getting screwed, Rod. <laughs> that one, that was the last leg of the Leclerc, Alonzo, and Gasly little pyramid that I had going on at plus 275. All I needed was all three of those guys to finish in the points. Two of them did. One of them almost did. But unfortunately, 11 place finish. And what sucks is that you watched freaking Piastri just, you know, it was like a, a seven seconds out. Then all of a sudden, the next lap, it was five seconds. And then well, it was yeah, two. Was and a, I was like, he's a sitting duck because he, you know, the fresher tires yeah. that, that Piastri had. And you knew he was coming. And it was just like, hopefully he, he can't quite get there in time. Or hopefully he gets there and just can't get around him. Gasly makes it difficult, and then I think it like Gasly didn't even try; like no. he just kind of pulled over and just let him go. And you're like, "God damn it!" There was no fight. There was no. He knew it. He knew the tires were better. He knew everything was good. So he was just like, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm so, gone." Ole. Uh, unfortunately, that one was out the window as well. Uh, we played the underclassified finishers. A, a little departure from what we've done most of the season. Went under sixteen and a half plus one ten. Under fifteen and a half plus two seventy five. It was the opposite. Lando, the only driver not classified in this race. Um, you end up with three DNFs by the end of the day, but but both Hulkenberg and Sonoda were both classified. 
Um, yeah, just on the wrong side of this again, everything being brand new, you kind of saw in some of the pra- practices. I mean, these guys weren't super comfortable and Max was talking about how, how tough it was going to be and everything. You get the turn one incident. There's cars spinning everywhere. People are flying all over the place. And you're like, I thought for sure, maybe one or two guys was going to be out already. And I'm like, all right, we're well on the way to catch this. And then of course, nobody was out from that incident. Uh, Lando ends up sending into the barrier later on. Uh, which just a weird looking crash too, where he, he flipped it around and backed into it and spun out and whatever, but uh, taken to the, the hospital and evaluated. I believe he's, he's okay. I've not seen any bad news on that. I think he's planning on racing this weekend. So that's good news. But uh, unfortunately just on the wrong side of, of the classified thing here, trying to play that strategy of the new circuit of, of things being tricky and uh, just didn't pay off. Well, and with Lando going out, it also took away my entire winner's box. Lando did not win. Lando did not set the fastest lap, nor did he set the fastest lap and win. So I'll just knock that one out of the way since we were talking about Lando Norris. And uh, that one kind of killed this next bet as well. And and I had two race leaders in this at plus 275. (laughs) Which if it wasn't for Lando. (laughs) Then we would have... Yeah, because I, I feel like it would have just been because Verstappen. That gave us the false hope on Perez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a lot and, in ugh, that. Just yeah. Everything played against itself to go against our bets this weekend. But on so many of these, like I, we did, we had the right idea, the Checo call, a little bit of luck involved, right? Because he gets the strategy, but then he's up there and you're like, okay, he's got this opportunity now and things have fallen into his lap and and he's the street course king. Like once you put him up there, you can do it right. No, apparently. But the ghastly points thing, like he was there. The Magnuson points thing that that was gonna hit if it would have been for all the strategy stuff. You would have hit your your parlay on these guys in the points. Like, ah, the races like this are so tough because you know you were correct and and you you did what what the research showed what you should have done, and things just didn't quite play out even though they had the chance and they looked like they were the right thing that's when it really hurts to lose a bet because if you just place a bet and, and you know Perez doesn't qualify well and he just runs 10th all day, you're like, yeah, whatever. Shit happens. But you get all this hope. It's like watching the Cornhuskers play football. You get all this hope early in the game. They go up 14 to nothing on Wisconsin. Here they go. We finally got a quarterback. Brock Purdy's little brother. He looks like he could play good. And then we just shit the bet and lose again. And, and that's how I felt about betting on F1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I think I did say something though about the the maybe take three if you want, but I I still was convinced it was two. I just frustrated on that one at all. So yeah, just ugh, <sighs> but all right. Well, let's put that in the rear view, Rod, and move on. We send Abu that Dhabi. we send that to the to the back of the field as we turn our attention to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> but before we do Abu Dhabi, let me tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, F1. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player or driver's fantasy stats and cash in. We'll give you an Underdog Fantasy play. Uh, maybe we'll tweet those out later on for you as well. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash. Over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. 
Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value so stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets well cody last circuit on the circuit it is the abu dhabi grand prix we are in for 58 laps around this 5.281, so just over three-mile track, for a race distance of 306.183 kilometers. The track record, the lap record, is set by, stop me if you heard this one before, Max Verstappen in 2021, 1 minute 26 seconds, 0.103. This looks like a, a science fiction laser gun. It, it, that's what I think it is. It's one of those, um, one that you see in like uh, old Star Trek episodes. Am I wrong? Yeah. I you're not wrong. I, I was staring at this before we started, trying to figure out what it looks like because I I don't I have no idea. So yeah, Star Trek laser gun, like Boom. a Star Wars a phaser gun is what what I'm looking at. There right you now. go. Star Wars, not Star Trek. Star. What are you making? Oh, Look up. All of all of Star, the nerds. How could you not? Oh, geez, all the nerds listening, just their heads exploded. They're like, listen, um, I, I count myself as one of them. So the fact that you made me trip up just made me lose cool points. Sorry, guys. You, you did have quite the, the nerd joke before we got on on the air tonight. So uh, Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you did. My daughter had her appendix taken out this week. Which, by uh, the way, thoughts out to your daughter. Yeah. She's I know she's a trooper. She made lots it through. Of, lots of love on Twitter for her, so appreciate that. She's doing well. But, uh, yes, Rod, Rod had an appendix joke about uh what what was the joke rod i said but how can i find reference points to this facts that i need if she doesn't have an appendix there you go rod will be here all weekend for your nerd jokes if you need more i love it (laughs) uh first grand prix here was in 2009 it now ends the season it is the yas marina circuit uh there are what uh 16 corners on this one and two DRS zones, uh, one between turn four and five, another between seven and eight, which I don't even think you can count turn seven and eight as, as really a turn. There's literally like a, yeah, it's a, like a, <laughs> a slight bend in the road. Two degree curvature, and they're calling it a turn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the same with four and five. I mean, the, the big long straightaway between turns five and six, uh, which is the speed trap. So no DRS zone in that area, however, uh, which you just mean going to try to pass on sheer speed so again not i mean there's there's brief amounts of drs but it doesn't matter because max verstappen has been the one to win this race for the last couple of years so all right so uh yeah max verstappen minus 400 have a great day we'll see you next season (laughs) so i wrote an article for sportsbook review for the first time in a long time uh for f1 right and and we were calling the, the shots and uh i think verstappen was at minus 230 to win and obviously we we only put winners on that article so i put minus 230 for max verstappen i said believe it or not 
this is actually a pretty generous number. So if you think you're going to take I, it. Dude, I'm kicking myself so hard because at, before the race, I want to say it was a Saturday morning maybe, I looked and he had dropped all the way down. I said in the Discord, but I don't remember, but it was like, it was below minus 200. Ooh. And I strongly considered like, is this when you just pounce on it? And then I was like, but he's not looked that great all weekend. He's had a lot of comments about it. And then like we get in race and his odds, even I think live dropped to plus he was plus money at one point. Uh, and it, but it was like, he's not going to win this race. And so I'm like, okay, dodged a bullet there. Like I would have felt real stupid laying, you know, minus one fifty or minus one. I think it was like, I think it was like minus one eighty or minus one ninety, something like that. I'm like, I would have felt real stupid. And then he comes back and wins. I'm like, God, I missed a chance to have him at the the great value of minus one ninety. And it's like, but hey, that would have been great value. So, ugh, damn it. Oh well. But at what point? I mean, we've watched enough to know that even at one eighty, it's like a yeah, you want to hammer it, but at the same time, it's like no, there could still be. There's just there's enough of, but 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 what if he doesn't? Because it's not again. He can be beaten, and again, it's it's not all. He's not always going to win because obviously, if he just was, it was guaranteed he's going to win every time. Like, then sure, you you know. And if you bet him every race this season, I suppose long term it has probably worked out for you. But it's not going to be the case most of the time. So again, that's why they set the numbers like they do. But oh well, it's yeah. what it is. Well, and again, there's a lot of technical aspects to this race. Obviously, this course offers a lot of twists and turns uh, around the back end of it. So these guys are going to be super busy, a lot more busy than they were last week in Las Vegas, where, uh, again, man, watching these guys just fly down the strip was, that was a sight to be seen. I, I know, again, like I said, my friends in Las Vegas were kind of complaining about it, but visually, that was, I wanted to go. I was so mad that I wasn't there. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely looked like a great time. At least they're going to be back for a few years. So uh, maybe we'll have to find a way to work that into the plans in the in the next few seasons for sure. I concur. Uh, all right. Well, then let us uh, go ahead and start setting up some bets for this Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to end the F1 season. Cody, where are we beginning? Let's do it. I'm going to start with Yuki Sonoda. going to take him to finish in the points plus 250. Roddy's got two starts here. Finished 11th place last season. But in his rookie campaign, fourth place in 2021 and here you go back over the last six races in half of them he has finished in the points and he's on quite the the streak if you're into into streaks here he finished 10th then he was 15th then he was 8th then he was 9th or let me start that over here 10th 15th 8th 12th 9th 18th so it was points no points points no points points no points that means he's due for points this weekend rod he does have eight finishes inside the top 11 this year. A lot of 11th place finishes. Again, that's why I upped it to 11th place. Uh, but that means he's right there competing for these points finishes. This seems to be a circuit that he really likes. Two times here. You know, he's been in the in the points once very well, almost on the podium. Uh, and then 11th place just outside the points last year. So I think Yuki Snowda will get it done this weekend. Plus 250 to finish in the points. I wonder what he would do in an Aston Martin in a McLaren. I, I wonder if that, if, if his talent is better than the equipment that he's in or kind of equal to, I mean, I, I'm curious because I, I want to know, he seems to be Why one of those is, guys that's on the fringe. I still, I still don't know enough about Red Bull to understand how red or about, enough about F1 to understand how Red Bull owns both of these teams, right? Cause they own AlphaTauri as well. Why is AlphaTauri so far behind Red Bull 
it makes no sense to me, Rod. I I don't I don't fully understand how that works, and I don't understand if it's like a a Penske Wood Brothers type of thing where sure it's the same team, but it's not really the same team. But I I don't I just I don't get it. Why I think you nailed it. Cars? I think that's it. I think it's exactly <laughs> is it. that. Yeah, is that it? I mean, yeah. and yeah, I, I I don't know. That's something I I want to learn a little bit more about is why there's such a difference when yes they're they're different teams, but they're they're both Red Bull teams, right? So why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't fully understand that. If somebody knows, go you know, reach out to me. I'd like to like to learn more about that. We're again, we love betting on F one, and we're pretty good at it. But we're still newer to to F one and and learning all the intricacies. So that does interest me, though. And I, I do think. I mean, he seems to be very talented. What he's been able to do, uh, you know, you look what DeVries was doing in that car. Not good. You put Ricardo in, and he's looked good. You put Lawson in, he's looked good. So it's like if you have good drivers in these cars, they're seeming to do pretty well in them. What could they do if they were in a better ride? Uh, I, I would be interested to see for Yuki, but I do think he's going to finish the season strong here and, and grab that points finish. I love it as well. Uh, all right, so I'm going a little bit out of the box, and I'm going to go ahead and take Valtteri Botas as a points finisher in this one. I know his Alfa Romeo has not been the greatest this season. Uh, the guy's only finished inside the points uh, a, a total of four times in the entire season. Uh, but his average finishing position is 13.7 this season, which means he's been there. He's been close. He's been around. He's got some 12th place finishes, some 11th place finishes. I won't bore you with all of them, but suffice it to say, there's enough of them in there that give me hope that he can return to form on this track. Now, as a Mercedes driver... <laughs> I'm going to preface that by saying as a Mercedes driver, he won this race in 2017, finished fifth in 2018, fourth in 2019, second in 2020, and sixth in 2021. Okay, now, as an Alfa Romeo driver, he finished 15th down a lap last season. I get it. I understand. But this is the last race of the season. I I, I want to think that maybe Valtteri Bottas, because he was pissed. He was pissed last week. He was not very thrilled at all with how a lot of stuff had gone down, um, just kind of ruining his race. He started in seventh place, started seventh on the grid. Well, eighth on the grid, right, but seventh uh, after the, the penalty uh, and finished 17th. So not a good day for him overall, but he had speed in Las Vegas. He actually was quite fast uh, in in on that track. So maybe on a track that he knows and that he's been successful on, maybe he channels that anger and, and turns it into at least a 10th place finish. So I'd like to think that maybe his veteran experience coupled with Hulk-like anger can get him into the top 10. And at plus 225, um, I'll take that. And it'll be good for Alfa Romeo to finish the season strong. Yeah, I think you, you built a pretty good solid case. Not a guy we look at betting on a lot. Uh, so, so nice to find a way to get in on him. Next up for me, Rod, I'm going to go over to Charles Leclerc. Podium finish plus 175 over on bet 365. Um, look, I, I think it's hard to trust Ferrari at points, right? And even kind of saw a glimpse of it last week. Like, should he have pitted for tires at Vegas there under the safety car when they had the chance? And it still worked out pretty good for him, right? He was right there at the end and he finishes in second place. But would he have had more for Checo earlier? And if he could have gotten around Checo, does does Max not catch him? Maybe if he's got the tires, I. Max probably does because he's Max, right? But maybe they did screw it up. Who knows exactly how that would have worked out. But I do think um, Leclerc finished second here last season, so a nice solid run 
uh, last year. He did have a third-place finish on the podium as well in 2019. But if you go back over the last nine races, then a couple of a couple of doozies in there. But seven of the last nine, he's been inside the top five. Uh, he's got three podiums in those seven races. So things have been doing pretty good here for, for Charles Leclerc lately. Kind of riding a little bit of momentum, riding some good finishes here lately. Coming off of a great run last week in Las Vegas. I think he's going to finish out the season. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at, at the podium odds, and, and you know, obviously Max is going to take up one of those podium spots. You have to account for that. But I really wanted to get out of Lando this week. I'm like, all right, he's coming off of a bad race. And he's been good here in the past. And the books obviously looked at that, too, because his numbers juiced way up. And so kind of looking at the podium odds, I think that that Shaw gives you that that golden spot where he's got a really good opportunity. And I think he can get it done. And he's still at a good price at almost two to one at plus 175. So give me Charlotte Claire podium finish plus 175. I actually like Ferrari this weekend. So you'll figure out more of what I like about them later on in the episode. But I, I agree with you on this one. I do believe that they found something, something they found whatever it was that they were kind of looking for to get them limping across the line here uh, as it were. And as long as they stay out of their own way, that is the biggest thing with them. Like, they show up most weeks with fast cars. With they've got good drivers, all of it. They just have to stay out of their own way, and as long as they don't fuck it up, it ends up being pretty good for them usually. So that, that's why I'm liking this one. Yep, I'd like to think that at the end of the day, that is exactly what will happen. So uh, speaking of exactly what will happen, let's put Daniel Ricardo in the points. Let's put him as a tenth place finisher or better, plus two twenty five over there on Bet three sixty five. For this bet, Daniel Ricardo last season finished ninth place in his McLaren, 12th in 2021, 7th in his Renault F1 uh, car in 2020, 11th in 2019, 4th in an Aston Martin, uh, and then 5th, 6th, 4th in these Ast uh, Red Bulls, rather. So Daniel Ricardo's finished inside the points in a lot of these races here on this track. In fact, his average finish on this track in the many cars that he's driven. 10.4 so it means that no matter what you put him in he's going to probably find his way into the top 10 it's been a little bit rough for ricardo this season as far as trying to find his way into the points we know he's been running in the points we know that he's at certain points been inside of the top 10 in most of these races uh but unfortunately the finishes aren't there the only time he did finish inside the points this year was in mexico where he started fourth finished seventh outside of that his average finish is 13th place so I think this week I'm taking a couple of these fringe guys, these fringe just outside of the top tens and hoping that they lean on their veteran experience to get them inside of the points. And they're both obviously talented race car drivers, right? We know that Daniel Ricardo is. We know that Valtteri Botas is. It's just both of these guys have to find and dig in to try to end the season with at least a 10th place finish. Uh, and you know, it's funny because as we start to look and we start, we were talking a lot about it too, a couple of weeks ago, um, how hard it is to, to find somebody other than, uh, Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes to put inside of the top 10 because you've got McLaren, you've got, uh, but then it's, it's that difficult to do the top 10, right? Because you've got Red Bull, you've got Ferrari, you've got Mercedes, you've got Aston Martin, you've got McLaren. That's eight drivers right there. Wait, one, two, that's three. 10. That's 10 drivers right there. So then you've got to unseat one of those top drivers right. in order to get there. So that's been difficult. Yeah, having a, a big five, I guess, if you want to say, or a, a big one plus four, you could more more call it. But yeah, it does fill the points out, right? And so you do have to unseat it. I think if we're both going to be on AlphaTauri guys to finish in the points, 
long shots, of course, but let's add the double points finish at nine to one. And then just because it's a long number, it's the last race of the season, and we want to hit a long shot. Double top six, hundred to one. I, I know understand how crazy that sounds, but <laughs> little pizza bet, right? You just put a little, little bit, a little sprinkle on it. Why not, Rod? If we think they can get in the points, maybe something happens. You get some failures. You get some type of incident in turn one. It takes out a couple contenders. Whatever the deal might be, I'm feeling frisky. So fuck it, let's do it. Who would have thought that we'd be ending the season with a double six <laughs> bet for Alphatari? Let's go. <laughs> If this is your first time listening, welcome. We appreciate it. <laughs> Not all of our bets are always like this, but hey, it's the last bet of the season. Last time of the season. Let's have a little fun with it. I Next agree. up for me, I am going to go back to our, our favorite bets that we seem to place a lot. Going to look at uh, Esteban Ocon, top six finish. I'm also going to take Pierre Gasly, top six finish. Each guy is 10 to 1. I had looked at both of these guys. And you know how much we love our Alpines. We know how much how well they've done on these these points bets this season. Both these guys are are plus one hundred to finish in the points. I don't hate taking that as well, but the top six number is what's really the sexy ones for me. So you go back to uh, Ocon last year in seventh place, one outside the top six, ninth place in twenty twenty one. He's coming off of a strong fourth place finish at Las Vegas. He's got points in three races in a row, six of the last seven races. Things have been going pretty well for Esteban Ocon. Bergasly, um, he was 14th in this race last year, but he did have a sixth-place finish here in 2021. Again, a little bit of track history. He's got it done here. He's been top seven in two of the last four races, um, and he's got five top seven finishes overall this season. So we love going with these Alpine guys. Love finding ways to get him in the points, to get him in the in the the top six, and I kind of looked around and I was like double points maybe or just take them to the top tens for the points finishes I like the top six you're getting each one at 10 to 1 I think you take a unit you put a, you know half a unit on each of these guys I think one of them ends up finding their way into the top six maybe you get lucky and it's both um, but at least I think one of them gets in there at 10 to 1 a piece I think that it's it's good to, to go ahead and bet on both of them and that's the thing. I would not lump these guys in a category again. I, I I don't think I did it last time, but I one one's good, one's not. It just feels like that's the way it is. You're you're muted, Cody. You muted yourself. There we go. There Sorry, you go. First time. Uh, we do <laughs> see. <laughs> I've had this cough rod for like three weeks. I can't get rid of, and so I keep muting myself to cough. So sorry about that. But yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, like it, we do seem to get burned a lot when we go double on them. And it's like. One guy's top six and the other guy's like 12th or 11th. And it's like right outside. And so it's like, that's why I think, again, I think that's another reason I came to this conclusion of just bet them each separately to do the same thing. Because one of them seems to end up finding their way up there. If the other one's not, you're at least going to hit one of them. So I think I think that's the way, the proper way to play. And at 10 to 1, getting a re really solid numbers on both of them. Yeah, I mean, even if you were to throw however much you put on there, you'd win it back and, and then some on, on one of them to hit. So I like that. Um, yeah, take them separately. Don't take them together. Uh, the ones you can take together, though, we talked about having the big five, right? We talked about uh, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, uh, and, and now you throw uh, Ferrari, of course, and then Aston Martin has become one of those. So I found that uh, I liked their number for both of them being the points because it was actually plus money, uh, and it's a plus 162. Now, the only issue with this, obviously, is that it's almost a little bit like Alpine, where 
you know, Fernando, uh, Fernando Alonso does well, Lance Stroll doesn't. If Stroll does well, Fernando doesn't. Well, last week, both of them finished inside the points. This was a nail-biter for Alonso's part of it. I mean, Alonso started ninth, finished ninth, but there was points in that race where he was outside of the points and he had to fight his way back in. So good on Alonso to find his way back in. Stroll, almost never a problem. Started 19th. He was the one that you were probably thinking, well, damn, this is uh, this is going to make me lose this bet. What did he get, like eight spots in, the, in that turn one? Was, just the chaos of everyone spinning out and like, poop, 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 there goes Stroll. He yep. finds his one like, oh, shit, he's in the points already. <laughs> and, and not only that, but like after the, the, the virtual safety car and then the safety car, like, yeah, he, he was on the move. So yeah, he performed really well last weekend. That's probably the, I, I don't know, and I haven't looked it up, but I would say that that might be the most we've seen a driver improve in a race from 19th to 5th. I mean, second to last on the grid all the way up to fifth place. That was a hell of a run yeah, for Lance Stroll. Not something you see a ton in, in F1. So uh, imagine what Max could do from 19th. But <laughs> <laughs> We could see that every week if we wanted to. Um, but for Lance Stroll, he does have two points finishes on this one actually last year in the Aston Martin where he finished in eighth place. Uh, as far as points finishes on the season, um, Stroll, like I said, it's been kind of one of those hit or miss type of things. His average finish is just outside of the points at 11.2, but he's got three points finishes in the last four races. Seventh at Austin, fifth over there at Interlagos, and then fifth in uh, Las Vegas. The only one that kind of ruined it was the 17th place at Mexico City. So he's been on a roll lately as far as points finishes are concerned. I say he continues that roll. What can we say about Fernando Alonso that hasn't already been said? Average finish this season, 6.6 place. Ninth place at Las Vegas uh, last week. Third place at Interlagos the week before. A couple of bad weeks where he finished 18th at Mexico, 16th at Austin, but 6th at LaSalle, 8th at Suzuka, 9th at Monza, 2nd at uh, um, the Dutch Grand Prix. So, And then that string of, of just straight points finishes between uh, the, the first race of the season in Bahrain all the way until Monza where he was a points finisher in each of those races. So, again, he's really only finished outside of the points three times this season. He's going to do it again this week. I think Lance Stroll will do it again uh, this week as well. But, yeah, I, I mean, for, for Alonzo on, uh, on this circuit, is, he's got an average finish of 9.5. Unfortunately, last year in his Alpine, he finished in 20th, but he had water a problem issue. He did start 10th, probably would have finished 10th at that point. Eighth the year before that in his Alpine, 11th in the McLaren machine. Ninth in McLaren, tenth in McLaren. So Alonzo can get it done here. He just needs to get it done again. Double points finish plus one sixty two. Really good number for this on our friends at Bet three sixty five. Yeah, I think it's a great number. I think you laid out the case perfectly. Very impressed with what I saw from Stroll last week. I think he'll uh, he'll carry that momentum. We know what Fernando can do. So uh, no argument from me here. Beautiful. Uh, all right, where are we going next? Next up, Rod. Got to find a way to work Max Verstappen in here. Um, so just bet him minus 400. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't bet him <laughs> minus 400 to win, but I'm going to take him. You get him fastest lap and win the race. Very simple. Two things there. Plus 125. Look, he's Max Verstappen. Obviously, even if you don't know about F1, you probably know what Max Verstappen has done this season. 18 wins he's gotten on the season, Rod. It's been insane. He's won three in a row here. Second place to Lewis before that. He's been good. He's been lights out. I think that's going to be the case. I think. This is one of those old-fashioned ass-whooping races. He's going to probably start on the pole. I mean, if you want to, I I should have looked and saw what, what he is to win the pole also. I can look that up as I'm talking here. But I think that you just kind of go 
all in on Max this week, and and I think he just kind of is going to sweep everything. I think he's going to. He's plus 200 to get the fastest qualifier as well. I don't really feel like you're getting that much more for him to have to do a whole qualifying too, but again, I think this is just going to be an ass whooping by Max, and, and he wins by 30 seconds to finish off the season. Um, so plus money just to be the fastest lap and win the race. Now we've talked all season about how the fastest lap is kind of the key thing that you know, that that's where you can make your money on instead of betting the winners. Fortunately, the books have caught on to that because the numbers are shit this week for anybody outside of the top few. Um, so, but, and it's not always been Max. And even last week, you didn't get it. I get it. But after everything he's done, I think this is the way to get it on a minus 400 is too much delay for just to win. So take him to win, take him to get the fastest lap. Or if you want to take him to the fastest qualifier and win, either way, I think it's fine. Um, but find a way to get in on Max to win this without paying the the ridiculous juice because uh, I think he just blows the field away. And then, uh, you know, I got to have a longest shot or a, lo- a fastest lap long shot out there just because I can. Like I said, pretty nuke down up near the top. Didn't really like any of those. But Alonzo, fastest lap 40 to 1. Again, you talked about he's kind of one of those those big five team guys. He's fast. Um, he, he can lay down fastest laps. And again, as random as sometimes it's been this season, there's not really been much of a rhyme or reason. He cashed, what was it, 45 to 1 earlier this season for us? 40 to 1. Let's do it to finish off the season. Give me Alonzo fastest lap, but just in case Max doesn't get it done. Uh, again, for Fernando, this is kind of a, a way for him to go out kind of the way he came in, right? I mean, obviously, we talked about how he sort of had that that bad, I say bad, but, you know, the the not being in the on the podium there, which for him was a huge disappointment. So I would think that he's probably going to go to try and fly, especially after last week. I mean, obviously, last week was kind of a disappointment for him as well. So I'm all for him putting on soft tires the last, uh, last opportunity that he gets and to blaze out a uh, uh, a fast lap on that one. As for Max, fastest lap and win, I'm still surprised that that's plus money. Honestly, it, you know, we've seen these juiced so heavily in the past, so getting this at, at plus money, go ahead, take it, because it's probably going to happen anyways. Yep. Uh, all right, I'm going a different direction, because Bet365 is giving us an opportunity to bet on who's going to finish second in the Constructors' Championship. So um, I'm going to go ahead and throw a little bit on uh, on Ferrari to finish in second right at the Constructors' Championship. This one is minus 110. Currently, the Constructors' Championship sits as follows. Red Bull, your Constructors' Champion, at 822 points they have more than twice as many points as second place. So, and almost the same as second oh, and third combined second <laughs> place comes mercedes at 392 and then third place is ferrari at 388 just four points separating this, is, this will be the story of the weekend right here this is and i hope they kind of focus on this a lot because this is this is going to be the biggest battle of this weekend is is this this second place in the constructors title and and so here's how it breaks down okay the constructors championship points are handed out exactly the same way as the drivers points first place gets 25 second gets 18 third gets 15 fourth gets 12 fifth gets 10 sixth gets eight seventh gets six eighth gets four ninth gets two and tenth gets a single point on this one if we think that Charles Leclerc will find his way onto the podium that is already 15 points for the Constructors' Championship. Now, that means that Hamilton and Russell would have to find their way. Let, let's, let, here's the thing about it, too. Mercedes has actually not been as strong as a team 
over the last few races, right? We've seen both of those guys struggle. We've seen Hamilton struggle. We've seen Russell struggle on separate occasions. Uh, and, and we actually saw it a little bit in this weekend, uh, whereas both of them finished 7th and 8th, which is a good solid finish, right? That would get you 10 points in the constructors. But when you look at what happened uh, as far as the race is concerned, Charles Leclerc, like we said, he got himself a second-place finish. And then Carlos Sainz even got himself a sixth-place finish even after getting his his struggle. So a second-place and a sixth-place on this one would be 18th and 8th. So that's 26 points. That's more than 10 by 16 points. If that sort of thing happens again this weekend, that means Ferrari's taking this home. Because all you have to do is get Leclerc into or even even uh, uh, Perez, or not Perez, Sainz rather, into a podium position, that makes it to where one of the Mercedes has to get into the podium, which means they have to get better than the podium pretty much would have to win to get this. So like Cody said, this is going to be what you're going to be watching all, uh, all race long is the position of the Ferraris versus the position, uh, position of the, the Mercedes. So... I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on that. But again, I do, I really do think that both of the Ferraris have been, I'm, like you said, they get in their own way, but I still think as a team, they've, they've been better overall than the Mercedes have as of late because you've just seen both of these guys have such issues, right? For Carlos Sainz, the last few races, third, fourth, sixth, sixth, right? He won at Marina Bay. He got sixth at Suzuka, third at Monza. He's actually been on a pretty decent tear right now. Uh, where you look at Lewis Hamilton, we talked about how much success he's actually had over the last few races, uh, but even still, second, eighth, seventh, right? But 19th at LaSalle, 19th at Austin, a couple of bad races for him there as well. And where I think the the weaker link out of this is going to be, and that's George Russell, who we've seen really struggle with all sorts of mechanical issues, all sorts of craziness. Uh, 18th or eighth last week at Vegas, 15th at Interlagos, 6th at Mexico City, 5th at Austin, 4th at LaSalle, 7th at Suzuka, 16th at Marina Bay, 17th at the Dutch Grand Prix. Not necessarily top four, top five finishes that you want to see out of this Mercedes team. And they need, they need them. They need both of these guys to finish inside of the top six if they want to compete with Ferrari this weekend. Yeah, I, I like it. And again, I think that Ferrari themselves is your biggest battle in this, right? As long as they don't screw it up, that's your biggest concern. And you look at how Bet365 has this, this priced, and Ferrari's minus 110, like you mentioned. Mercedes is also minus 110, even though they've got a four point, they're being spotted four points going into this. Tells you how the books feel like this should probably go. If Ferrari stays out of their own way, I think that that the Ferrari side of this is, is going to be the way to go. So I do like taking this bet. And again, it's another fun way, different way to get in on, on the action, have a different outcome. Now you're rooting for them as a team over the Mercedes team. Gives you so much more going on in the race. That's what we love to do on this show. That's why I fucking love this shit. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand. I'm, <sighs> I'm so glad you found that because that is – it's such a fun way to get in on the action and, and it's, you know, it's, it's a future technically, but it's not, it's future for this weekend. It's, this is it. Like <laughs> it's going to yeah. happen so, this race or not. Yes. This is, it's outstanding and bet 365 shout out to them doing a hell of a job, giving us all season long. Again, they're, yes, they're a sponsor now and we love that and, and we appreciate it, but this has been the book we've been using most of the season because 
they have so many options. I mean, it is like being a kid in a candy store when you walk into the the F1 betting room and there is just F1 bets lining the walls of any different way you want to. That's what makes this so much fun. Shout out to them. Uh, and yeah, this that, that is such a fun bet to get in on. And uh, I really, really like your Ferrari angle. And, and I think that's the side to be on. I listen, and, and this is the last show of the season, obviously, so we can get a little bit nostalgic. But I, I think back to, to how we started betting these and, and just how much we've matured as far as which bets we're looking at and which ones we are actually eyeballing. Because, I mean, before I was like, oh, fun, fastest pit stop. And I mean, that's all fun and, and games, too. But I mean, the, the how much we've been able to dig into and give folks an opportunity to watch the entire field, right? I mean, because obviously more often than not, you're not paying attention to Logan Sargent, but when I tell you that he's going to not not finish this race, you're watching for Logan Sargent, which means yeah. you're probably watching 16th the place on down, right? You're you're paying attention to what's going on at the back end of that race if I'm telling you a, a driver's not going to finish the race. So what we try to do in this show and what we try to do in all of our shows is not just give you the same thing everybody's giving you or the boring stuff that you know anybody can look up we try to dig in and give you a reason to watch the race, not just, you know, over under or whatever. And we want to, we want you to pay attention to every part of what's going on, be it, you know, pit strategies, pit stops or, or fastest laps or points finishes, or like, you know, we say here, the construction championship, because now, like Cody said, you're not just paying attention to Max Verstappen running away with the 14 second lead. Now you're like, all right, well, where's Leclerc? Where's where's signs? Where's where's Russell? Where's Lewis? Where are these guys at? You know, where's Botas? Where's Ricardo? Where's Yuki? Like, that's what we want you to do all race long. Oh, I love it. So much fun. Me too. All right. Well, get out your pen and paper. I will tell you what you're going to be paying attention to all race long. We've got Yuki Sonoda as a points finisher that Cody started you out with at plus 250. Uh, and then we'll just tack on the Danny Rick points at 225 as well that I had uh, thrown out. And then, of course, DJ's only uh, double Alphatari points finish at nine to one, and a double Alphatari six finish at a hundred to one, because it is the last episode, and what the hell, why not? Uh, and then uh, Cody gave you a Leclerc podium at plus one seventy five at three sixty five. I gave you Botas as a points finisher at plus two twenty five. Cody gave you Esteban Ocon as a top six finisher at ten to one, and of course, bet these separately. Pierre Gasly as a top six. Don't put them together. Just don't. I know it's tempting. I'm sure the number's huge. Just resist that urge. Uh, Gasly, top six at 10 to 1 as well. Uh, I'm taking Aston Martin as a double points finisher at plus 162. That one you can put together. And then Cody's giving you Max with the fastest lap and winning this Abu Dhabi Grand Prix at plus 125. And uh, Fernando Alonso to finish the fastest lap at 40 to 1. And I'm saying that Ferrari will end up eking its way past Mercedes for the second place in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, at minus 110 tons of money to be awarded though in that uh in that second place there's a couple million dollars difference in that so everybody wants that that second place uh in fact i'm, I'm looking right now the prize money for the constructors championship uh is at um oh where is it at oh uh, never mind i i had it and now it's gone it's a bunch of ads so never mind. Oh damn that! That sucks. <laughs> all right, never mind. I don't care. Who wins the prize? It's, it's money? a lot of fucking money. That's that's really what matters. <laughs> it really is too. We're talking like at least a, a couple million dollars between uh, second and third place. So 
Teams yeah. definitely need that to catch up to <laughs> to Red Bull this season. And it, it means a lot, right? If you, if you can, obviously nobody's anywhere close to, they're not even half of what Red Bull has, but if you can be the guy that finishes second, it's a nice way to go into the off season. Like, okay, hey, as you're recruiting people to come work for you, whatever the deal is, like we're second in the constructors. Red Bull's had a couple of anomaly seasons that really dominated things. They can't be on the throne forever. Like we're going to chip away. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's a great motivator for your team. It's a great everything going into the off season. Um, it, and then you toss in a couple of million dollars on top of it. Nobody really hates that, so I like it. A couple million pounds, sorry. Uh, what, this is same difference. What, whatever yeah. your currency of choice is in your region, that's that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> well, as we put a pin in the entire F1 season, I just want to first of all thank each and every one of you that has made this show the the runaway success that it's been this season. I, I can't even tell you how amazing it's been to watch, especially those of you who have joined us via the NASCAR Gambling uh, Podcast channel and and stuck with it. I mean, obviously, we throw this out into the feed, hoping that you guys will want to listen, and you have. And the, the fact that all of you guys have responded the way you have, uh, the, the bosses up there in the SGPN big desk, they see it. They, they've <clears throat> kept us on for another season. And again, it's just, it's just so much fun. You guys have made this show a joy to work on every single week. Obviously, watching the races with you guys in our Discord has been fun as well. So continue to keep that rolling. And uh, yeah, as we close up shop this season, just know that we'll, you know, we'll throw a few episodes out here and there as, as we get even bigger future bets. And maybe we'll throw one out next week, just going over the early bets as well and, and recapping this Abu Dhabi race so we don't completely fade out. But you guys, it's been a blast. We love you so much. Thank you for the continued support. Yeah. Uh, echo everything you said. Love it. Appreciate all the support. The Discord's continue to grow in the F1 channel as well. That gets a lot busier, a lot more going on there. So love to see it. Love the crossover from the NASCAR people. So we got into this, right? We crossed over from NASCAR. Now here we are. Um, and so, yeah, in off-season stuff, I think the bosses will let us keep rolling like they have with NASCAR. And I remember last off-season, there was a ton of, of future stuff to bet on. So we'll have plenty of stuff to cover. So I think you'll... You'll see us back through the season, but thanks for riding with us so far. Good luck this weekend. Let's go catch some more bets and, and make some money. Indeed. Books, I want a Will Max Verstappen win every race of the 2024 season, yes or no. I'll uh, Whatever the number, I may sprinkle a little on the yes. So Why not? I mean, at this point, why not, right? And, I, oh, I'm so interested to see. Because, like, last offseason, like, they had Lewis Hamilton set at five was his over-under. Uh, which hopefully you hammered the under as we told you to, but uh, I'm pumped to see what they, because how do you set win totals coming out of a season like this where Max is, he's going to have 19 wins after this weekend. Like, oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to dig, dig into it again. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We still have a race this weekend, but we'll we'll be hanging around. We'll be hanging around. We'll be hanging around social media too, Cody. So tell everyone where they can find you doing that as well. Yes. Follow me on the X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. And, uh, yeah, follow the show as well at F1 Gambling Pod. Jump over if you're listening to the NASCAR feed. Jump over, hit subscribe on the F1 feed too. Helps us out. If you want to watch us on YouTube, go to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast channel. We've got the video posted there as well. You can see Rod's beautiful face. You can watch me cough every time Rod talks and then I meet my mic. That's, the, that's what it's all about. In fact, if you want to play a fun drinking game and be drunk by the time you're halfway through the show, 
do that. Take, take a sip every time you see me cough. Yep, and, and exactly. You, if you weren't paying attention before, go back and watch this video <laughs> yeah, again. Now and you got to rewind and, and count it. It's a lot. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you do it. Sure. Uh, all right. Follow me on X, RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, obviously, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, giving out props for NFL for the rest of the season, and uh, maybe some, you know, WrestleMania and other stuff going on. There's some. I know that's a long way away, but whatever. They got stuff. They got me tasked at that point. So. All right. All right. Enjoy Abu Dhabi. Enjoy the end of the F1 season. Sit back, relax, and uh, hopefully you cash some tickets at the end of it. So, till then, let's go racing. Let it ride.